What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? Welcome to a spontaneous edition of the Red Nation News Podcast. I did not expect to record today. I did not expect to have any time today. Uh, in fact, like I texted Forrest like half an hour ago uh, if he wanted to hop on. And I, I, I knew it was a shot in the dark. I knew it wasn't going to come on. It was completely, you know, completely short notice on my part to even text him this late at night. But it is now 12 a.m. Central Time, Houston Time. And we are recording this podcast on the eve of a very stressful game for the Rockets. Uh, game 7 in Houston uh, should be a packed house at the Toyota Center. Um, there are a lot of stressful Rockets fans running around the city right now. Uh, there are a lot of stressful Rockets fans listening to this podcast right now. I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you're a very stressful fan right now, just looking for content to listen to, to watch, whatever you, you get your hands on before this game. And, you know, with a, without Chris Paul, I mean, that's, that's what you kind of expect. When Chris Paul got hurt in, at the end of Game 5, it might have been one of the most deflating things in Rockets history. You know, up there with Ralph Sampson's injuries, up there with, uh, you know, the Yao and T-Mac injuries, you know, up there with, you know, like it's 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 up there among the most deflating things as a Rockets fan. Um, and like, you know, the Rockets won the game, but it was very bittersweet. Uh, I mean, it, was just, it didn't even feel like a win. It just felt like, it just felt like the Rockets survived and, and, and got severely wounded in the process with Chris Paul going down with a right hamstring injury um it was like that wasn't a fun night uh, for i imagine it wasn't a fun night for a lot of rockets fans like i I just i was going through the tweets a lot of people were miserable uh nobody wants this for chris paul nobody wants like uh, even if uh, like i I imagine steve kerr you know will take this but he even him as uh, it's chris paul this is the most you know, important moment of his career, probably the best chance he'll ever get at, at a title because of the way these things go. You know, like he's he's 33 years old, never been to the conference finals, uh, pretty much carried the Rockets to these last two wins. And this sucks. 
this completely sucks. Like, the chance for him to win a championship this year and erase all the stupid narratives around his career, like, it was right there in front of him. Right there. Uh, he was 49 minutes away from an, from a, a NBA Finals appearance, and poof, his hamstring goes out. And again, the Rockets are being really vague about the severity of his injury. Uh, Mike D'Antoni came out today and said it was a game time decision, which was really ominous. Like uh, they said that Chris Paul is going to try out the hamstring, see how it feels, um, and like. You know, gut feeling like I I don't think he's gonna play. I I just it's it's really hard for me to imagine the Rockets throwing him out there on that injury uh, because of the risk of reaggravation and he's a free agent this summer. It's just at the same time it, it's it's Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals. I imagine he wants to be out there more than anybody, even despite the hamstring. He's played on a bad bad hamstring before in the playoffs. He 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 played. Uh, Again, in that really legendary first round series against the Spurs, when he was on the Clippers, on on a hobbled on a basically on one leg, that hamstring was really bad. Um, hit that game winner over Duncan, that floater. It was, it was just a fantastic performance from him. But again, that was three years ago at the time of this recording. Right now, like, and he was younger, and um, that was kind of a miraculous performance like you can't expect that from him like if Chris Paul plays he's going to be severely limited like he's go his mobility is going to be really off uh his defense his change of pace everything the, the the Warriors are absolutely going to attack him um on switches all day that that's 100% what's going to happen especially late the cl- late in the shot clock Kevin Durant's going to ser- search him out and you know, to be honest, like he might be a bigger emotional boost more than anything to the Rockets. Like, I have a hard time imagining him having a big game on that hamstring. But who knows? Like, Chris Paul is a warrior, man. The guy's a dog. Uh, the guy, as he's played through pain before. Again, I, I, I still have a hard time imagining him playing. But if he plays, that's a huge emotional boost at home. Chris Paul comes back for Game Seven. I mean, this could it, it could it could be huge for the Rockets. I mean, it, I, I imagine the entire team wants him to be out there, but no one's forcing him out there. Eric Gordon um, has to step up uh, in his absence. He stepped up in Game Six uh, in that that first half, uh, trailed trailed off towards the end, but really was big for the Rockets even having a chance in that Game Six. But he has to he has to repeat it. Like he has to show up again, game se- game seven. James Harden, um, one of the bigger games of his career. It is the biggest game of his career. Um, he showed up in game six. It's really hard to blame him for that loss. Yeah, I know he wasn't really efficient. I know the turnovers weren't there, but he was like thirty-two, seven, and nine, something ridiculous like that. Um, it was one of those like I think uh, Matt Moore coined it as one of those those inefficient, but really heartful performances like LeBron in the 2015 finals against the Warriors. Like it was one of those kind of performances where um, hard to really blame him. I mean, he played a bunch of minutes, like 40 something minutes. A lot of Rockets did. Um, And they're going to have to do it again. They're going to have to do it again in game seven. They're probably going to go with the seven man rotation again. Um, Hard to see him Mute playing uh, much, but he was still, he was actually pretty okay defensively for, 
not playing in a couple of days. And offensively, again, he was a huge liability. I, I still think like Gerald Green's going to be that sixth guy off the bench. It seems like Mike D'Antoni trusts him more. Like he told reporters before game six that Mbappe Mute was going to be that first guy off the bench. And then it ended up being Gerald Green. Uh, completely changed his mind on the fly. So I expect that to be the same thing in game seven. The Warriors are going to be uh, probably playing a, a eight, seven, eight man rotation as well. Andre Iguodala looks to be, he's questionable right now. I, I, it's hard to imagine he's going to be back the way the Warriors are talking about him. Um, and it looks like Kevon Looney is going to be questionable. Uh, I mean, it, they, the Warriors might have to play Zaza. Like, it, and that's kind of, it's kind of scary. Uh, game seven, Zaza Pachulia, like, should not be in, in this series. But Steve Kerr's done wackier things, man. That's one thing. We, we haven't really ha- talked enough about how Mike D'Antoni's thoroughly outcoached Steve Kerr in this series. Like, thoroughly outcoached. Like, the seven-man... Mike D'Antoni preparing all year to play P.J. Tucker at the at the power forward position, like, pretty much since January. Shifting him to... Like, I think that... Like, Zach Lowe talked about it. Like, that was a pretty integral piece preparing for the postseason. Like, Ryan Anderson, we knew... Everybody knew that Ryan Anderson would not see much time in this in this series unless it was garbage time, which he did, which unfortunately came in Game Six. Um, and the Rockets preparing all year internally to play PJ Tucker at the power forward position, getting him ready to play those heavy minutes was huge. He's been—I um, mean, I talked about this with Jared Dudley on that podcast. He's been the biggest player in the series, um, the biggest non-star player of the series. He's been so integral to the Rockets' defense. Switching one through five, rebound, been all over the glass, especially in those minutes that Capella's not played. Um, yeah, been a big player, been a big player. But yeah, the Rock, as I was getting back to Mike D'Antoni, has thoroughly outcoached Steve Kerr because Steve Kerr, um, his rotations have been really suspect, throwing out uh, some really odd lineups, like gambling, like Nick Young, JaVale, Kev- Kevon Lewin, like it's, it's just. Not not JaVale, uh, Nick Young, Jordan Bell, and Kevon Looney were all on the floor at one point in Game 6. Like That is a really suspect lineup to be playing in Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals against a team that has put significant pressure on you. That was a real heat-check moment for Steve Kerr. Um, and, you know, he's done a lot of other things that were just weird. And, and running the offense through Kevin Durant, I mean, theoretically... Like, and for 28 other teams, that's the move, right? We'll run the offense to Kevin Durant because he's one of the best offensive players of all time. But on this specific team, I mean, it's it's been said time and time again, proven time and time again, the Warriors are at their best when the offense runs through Steph Curry. And it's happened in pretty much all the on the Warriors' home games, except for one, that they've ran through Steph Curry. And they've won by significant margins in that, especially that third quarter period. They just... They just kill the Rockets. They blitz the Rockets in that third quarter period. Um, it's it's really difficult to, for most teams to come back from. And the the Rockets, uh, to their credit, have you know tried to come back pretty well. They survived and and stole a game at, at home for the from the Warriors, um, through, despite that third quarter. But again, like it's it's just really difficult to survive survive a Steph Curry blitz in the third quarter and. And the Warriors, 
are it, it seems like they're making a shift to playing through Steph more is it just uh and putting him with the starting unit and putting Kevin Durant with the bench unit it looked like that was a, a statistical not statistical I'm sorry that was a strategical change for Steve Kerr in game 6 looked like they talked about that ahead of time as an adjustment and it's worked out well and I expect the same thing to happen in game 7 this is going to be fun. I this I think it's going to be really stressful for a lot of Rockets fans out there. Uh, this this could definitely get ugly very early, especially if, if players get tired, if James Harden gets tired. If the Rock the Rockets cannot afford to turn the ball over as much as they did in Game Six, they have no chance in hell against this Warriors team. As good as they are in transition, um, they have no chance, no chance at being the Warriors if they turn the ball over. 15 plus times no chance in hell that's just that's just this is just the wrong team to do it against this is the wrong team to do it against and I suspect the Rockets are talking about that a lot before this game seven that's probably an internal talking point like there's no doubt in my mind that um that the Rockets are talking about that looking over it in film that's they cannot turn the ball over they cannot afford to turn the ball over in game seven a lot um now that being said guys get tired and when you get tired you make mistakes and you you make stupid fouls you miss you miss shots you normally don't miss you uh finish you don't finish layups you normally you normally do finish you make passes that you normally wouldn't make you know when you get tired you in a game like this when you when you get to the 38 to 39 minute mark you just start to make silly mistakes unless you're LeBron James it's just Really hard, especially when you're a decision maker like Harden, um, to make to to make decisions like that. Now that being said, he is the star player on this team, and he has he has to fight through that. Like and I and I Harden to his credit has owned up to all of his mistakes, all of his defensive mis, uh, miscommunications, and and he's been a fairly fine to slightly. I mean, he's been about an average defender in this series. I would say. Uh, there have been points where he's been really bad, and there have been points where he's been really good. So I would call him an average defender in the series. He has to step up to his maximum capacity and play game five level defense against this Warriors team. Game five level defense, uh, and it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Listen, like like despite, the Rockets and their fans are playing with super house money right now. Like, nobody expect, expects them to win right now. And I, I understand that doesn't eliminate the pressure internally for the Rockets and their fans. Like, obviously, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You have to try and take advantage of it. That being said, from a public standpoint, nobody expects them to win this game. Nobody expects them to win this series, um, especially with Chris Paul out. Even if Chris Paul plays, he's going to be limited. People are still going to favor the Warriors. The money line is favoring the Warriors, as I said earlier. It's gonna be like 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 from a fan perspective, you should try to think of this, and I know it's difficult. Game seven, Western Conference Finals. You may not be here next year. You never know how things end up. Injuries, luck. Uh, you, you just never. You, you there are few and far between opportunities to get here. The rock that Rocket team knows it. They're gonna try hard. But as a fan watching this game, you should understand that everybody. Uh, analyzing this series is thoroughly given the Rockets a lot of respect. 
like respect that they didn't have before this series. I was going to talk about this with Forrest. The Rockets, so far this season, have checked all their boxes. All their boxes. There's no other box they could possibly check other than winning a championship and being the Warriors. Like that. That's the only box left. But that even that was a long shot. Nobody really expected them to be that. Their expectations for this year were beak. Uh, the Chris Paul and Harden pairing had to work. They had to win a bunch of games. They had to get a home court advantage. Uh, I don't think they had, they were expected to get home court advantage of the West, but they did anyways. They expe- they expe- they exceeded expectations on that front. Their win total, they won 65 games. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. They're going to force a Game 7 against the Golden State Warriors. And most people expect this to be a 5 or 6 game series. Some people expect it a sweep. So, I, I have a hard time believing that they'll get really they'll get killed if they lose this game. That being said, there are people out there that will criticize James Harden no matter what. I mean, you saw it in Game 6. Uh, Matt Moore was talking about this on Twitter, like, he, he, he personally didn't expect P- James Harden to catch any heat after game six, but he did. And that's just, that's just listen, you just ha- has to go in through one year, come out the next with James Harden. Like, uh, with, if, you're, if you're a fan of the Rockets, like, you just have, that James Harden criticism has to just, you have to ignore it if, you, if James Harden's played up to expectations as he, had, as he did in game six. You kind of have to ignore that. Right, he's had he's had bad playoff games. We know that his efficiency generally dips a little bit in the playoffs, but he's a good. He's I'd still say he's a good playoff performer. If you look at the numbers, I mean it's he he's had to some suspect games. We've known we know that, but I I genuinely think that he's this season and this postseason he has nothing left to prove. He has to be good in Game Seven. That being said, he still has that left. And if he is, I mean, I just have a hard time believing anybody's going to criticize the Rockets too much uh, for losing to a team with four Hall of Famers, uh, one of the greatest collections of talent of all time, uh, without Chris Paul, without their second best player. I just have a hard time believing that anybody really expects them to win Game 7. I, I haven't seen anybody predict the Rockets uh, for to win Game 7. So yeah, I mean, listen, I I I, I, try, I did my best to to try and soothe you guys going into this game seven. I imagine it, it didn't work, and you guys are still super stressed. I get it. Uh, the Rockets are are going to put their best foot forward. I, I I have a hard time believing they're gonna they're gonna come out in game seven and lay dud in the first half. And the, I expect the first half to be competitive. I think like if you were to ask me how this game is gonna go, I think I think the Rockets and Warriors will be really competitive. For that first half, and I think towards the end of that third quarter, I think the Warriors run away with it and they win the game. That that's how I expect it to go down. And if it goes down like that, I I just have a hard time really criticizing the Rockets for doing what they did this season. They did a fantastic job. I mean, if you look on at the year by year progression, two years ago there they were a forty one and forty one team, miserable season. Eighth seed eliminated in five games to the, by the Warriors, and that was just an embarrassment of a season. Ne- the next year, uh, after a pretty critical offseason, they they brought in Mike D'Antoni, Brian Ryan Anderson, Eric Gordon. You guys know the story. Nene uh, brought in some neat new pieces, adopted a a very fun uh, playing style, brought a new culture into that locker room. Uh, fresh faces, um, fresh mindsets. James Harden really showed some maturation. 
in that in that season. They won 55 games, made it to the second round, lost to a 60-plus win Spurs team. Now, the ending of that season was, you know, I, I understand uh, the, the, if you're a fan or if you're an analyst, like, criticizing the Rockets for that game six. That that was an embarrassment of a game six. I get it. I, I, I get it. Um, that being said, I, I don't think the Rockets should have been favored in that series. Like, I just think the, the Spurs are better than the Rockets. And they were a, a really, really good team. They were better than the Rockets all year. And they did they did exactly what they were, what was expected of them last year. And they um, they progressed from that 41 and 41 season. This year, 65 wins, Western Conference Finals, seven, losing seven to the Warriors. I, that's what I expect. I, I, nobody knows what's going to happen. We're going to record as soon as Game Seven's over. Uh, some point, actually, after Game 7. I don't know. Whenever Forrest is free, I imagine you'll be free after Game 7. And we'll break down this either the season or what's to come in the finals. Now, <laughs> again, I don't expect them to reach the finals. I, it's, I've, I, it's just I have a mental block there with them. Maybe if Chris Paul plays, you know, like we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for at least the, third, the first three quarters. So yeah, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed the podcast, give us a good review on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars. It helps you find the show, and it helps uh, us out a lot as well. And yeah, good night, guys.